Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I'm your host Arthur and with me as always is my wonderful co-host Brian. Brian, what is going on this fine Sunday evening? It's going uh, pretty good. My room's kind of cold. Um, I start school tomorrow. I'm, I am officially a senior, so everybody will technically be my co-host. <laughs> um, but, but the shitty thing for me is that the faculty, well, I don't want to blame, like the current faculty Uh-oh. has kind of done like a shitty job and like low-key there's only like two people left in my fucking department. What the hell? And so I don't have like so the time in my beautiful senpai-ness where I can rule over my co-highs. <laughs> I don't have any co-highs. Oh god. And so <laughs> and so my glorious years are wasted. Um but I'll try to live it up like Tatami Galaxy. Take a take a, a fucking um um uh I don't know a lesson yeah from this anime and apply it to life. There you, you go. Know? That's all that matters. Okay. Anime is superior anyway yes but my beautiful senpai how are you doing i'm also doing good um not bad at all just um these uh, it's getting it's getting cold and i love it i'm all for it i'm all for the snow as well since we had like no yes. snow at all last winter we had a good we had a good snowstorm yes yeah, so um, good good shit there so how was your holidays then did you enjoy this holiday with a with the winter blanket over it or how how was that for you you know brian i'm a, i am the kind of guy that i when I think of Christmas, I think of snow, right? We, we, we've been in Utah for a long time. So when I think of Christmas, I always think of a white Christmas. So having no snow last year was kind of depressing, you know? So yeah. just having the snow here and, you know, vibing with the snow, it's nice. And it was a good time. You know, we had a little get-together with a little family. And, you know, just as always, uh, we do the Mexican kind of thing where we spend uh, Christmas Eve together until midnight, hug each other out, yeah. and call it good. You know? Yeah, on the 25th, you're just chilling. Exactly. That's what we did. It's mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. thing for uh, New Year's Day, you know, Eve, I mean. Same thing, except um, our my grandma is visiting me, so she got tired around 10.30, so we kind of went home anyway a little bit early before even midnight hit, Fuck. you know? <laughs> but no one yeah. even showed up anyway to the New Year's because everybody in our family went to Wendover, did their own thing in Vegas, whatnot, which is why the pandemic Bro, blew Wendover. up. Shout out to the pandemic. Yeah. And... Shout out to Omicron. <laughs> Shout out to Omicron. Or or, Mar- or Marion. Oh, my <laughs> God. But, yeah, with that, I mean... Hate that booty like groceries. It, what the fuck? Are you? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good time, man. Sorry, Senpai. Sorry. Senpai. How, about, how about your time? How was your holiday break? It was good. It was in California. Oh, yeah. I was scared of Omicron the entire the entire time. Yes. Um, But, thankfully, nothing happened. We made it all safely. Um, But, yeah. uh, I mean, it was pretty chill. Yeah, it was a good time. A good time. Good. I'm glad to hear. Do you also do the same thing as uh, we do, you know, Christmas Eve to midnight? Or do you do the white people thing and wait till morning? Fuck no. I feel like, <laughs> oh, shit. you know, I feel like it's, it sucks working more on Christmas Eve than it does on Christmas Day. You know, if I had to choose. Agreed. As a Mexican, I'd probably work on Christmas Day rather than uh, Christmas Eve. Because, like, Christmas Eve is where it's at, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I I definitely prefer this way like a million times better. Yes. Um, but yes, I do celebrate the same way. Very good. I'm glad to hear. Um, but for this episode, we're here to bring you more anime, and what we're gonna talk about this time is gonna be my director, like my opinion on directors that we have talked about or maybe we haven't at all yet. But it's gonna be the first time Brian has seen a show from one of my favorite directors. 
So that's going to be a foreshadowing Ooh. to that. And 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 then after that, we're going to talk about uh, Tatami Galaxy. Give you a review on that. You have been hyping itself for a long time now, I think. I don't know how long, but... I think, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've been meaning to watch this anime for like such a fucking long-ass time. I feel like... I don't know why, but... um, But... Is this the anime where like you, you you told me to pick an anime, but you then just barely watched it, and then um, and then we just never watched it. I mean, well, not that we never watched it. Well, we did never watch it, but we just kind of put it on the shelf until one day. Um, I think it was a long time ago because I, yeah, I remember I was I just watched the Tommy Galaxy I think in 2019 when the podcast first started, and then you somehow chose yeah. this one, and yeah, it was where it. you like you're like yeah guess brian pick an anime and i'm like i don't know i guess i'll look through madhouse because we're high yeah off that uh we're high off redline and so That's like right. you know i like this madhouse shit and this was like my noob days before i knew the god tier studio of studio dean i should definitely should have picked one. Oh my god from there whatever but um but yeah we i picked atomic galaxy and you're like oh, i just fucking barely watched that one and i'm like ah oh, tartar sauce and then i started watching um death parade oh yeah and in those two years i've only watched like five episodes i go back to it every oh, once in a while that's all right that's, how you, that's okay i think edgar fucking finished it already before me what the fuck i think he did too yeah shout out to edgar he's also watching fate zero i'm excited about his opinion yeah, i'm excited yeah i'm I'm kind of surprised that he's like he just wanted to do everything fate and i'm like it was kind of like out of nowhere yeah i know if uh i think a lot of people that are big like uh tight moon fans would get really mad that I made him watch Fate Zero first instead of Unlimited Blade Works, because I know that's the way it should be done. But oh well, it's gonna spoil a lot for him. You know, UBW. But at the end of the day, I think uh, it works out better to be on. I saw. I think I saw it I would too. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cause like, I feel like in um, I feel like in Unlimited Blade Works, they like kind of like are calling back to Fate Zero. Yeah. But since I didn't watch it, I really didn't really understand that they were calling back to it. Right. It's very strange. But oh well. We'll see what Edgar thinks about it. And then we're going to both roast you in your shitty opinion, Brian. It's the way it goes. Bro, no. Fuck you. Fuck y'all. And fuck that stupid ass anime. Oh, what the? Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get into my directors, I was going to mention that it is a very, very good time to be an anime fan. Because today, uh, Attack on Titan just came out. The first episode. Oh yeah, it was great, Brian. You're missing out, man. It's like Crunchyroll crash. Busting. You know, Crunchyroll crash, Funimation crashed, Verb crashed. You named it. Like everything was crashing. Everybody's hyped for their show. Everybody wants to watch it, and you know, it's episode one was good, man. Studio Mappa once again, and they have a new OP, and it was pretty awesome. It's like a heavy, you know, like screamo kind of OP, and it was. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, something crazy. Some, uh awesome some uh fucking uh some fucking uh <laughs> aggressive shit oh yeah it's right yeah something like that and you know it's it's a good it's a good time like i think the cg got better even than the last season which is you know some some would say <laughs> it's not saying much but it it looks good man it's it's awesome and of course demon slayer episode six just came out today as well which is also awesome we finally got some some more nezuko finally kind of annoys me how uh She's kind of pushed to the sideline a lot. Like he, like Tanjiro, really? he puts her to the, he puts her in his backpack, right? He's like, all right, don't move unless you're gonna almost die. And then Tanjiro's like, all right, I guess, uh, yeah, he's almost, he's getting fucked up by this demon. And then she finally comes out and helps him. I'm like, yeah, that's the way it should be. Kind of weird that they don't just, you know, whole time tag team these demons. So strange. Yeah. Well, didn't they do that for the spider boss as well? They, where like he just basically lost until 
Yes. Um, fucking Nezuko had to come and save the day. Yeah, and and you know Nezuko has something pretty cool in this episode. It's pretty awesome. You know, you you football being you football, and then I mean I watched some uh, some other few shows, but I mean just with those shows by themselves is enough to make uh, the community go hype. You know, Demon Slayer and Tiger on Titan in the same season. That's kind of a big deal, I guess. Two big, high profile shonen shows. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like this is like the season everybody's waiting for. Yeah. And then isn't there um, the SAO movie that's coming out this year too? I think twenty twenty two. Wow. And then we got we got Chainsaw Man. Oh, I think there's a meme out there where like Studio Mappa's gonna fucking warn themselves to death because all the fucking hyped anime that's coming out for them. Oh yeah, man. I, hopefully they just calm down and you know their workers can go home and <laughs> you know see their families, but. But no, they're working triple overtime this fucking year. Yeah, how dare you even say that? Well, yeah, I mean, and there's another studio, Cloverworks, also. They're doing a ton of shows as well. And hopefully they're okay, too. Just, you know, it, it's strange, man. Seeing all these studios do, like, three shows in one season, I just think that's, like, impossible. Like, just watching Shirobako, right? <laughs> they do one thing. They're already dying. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it could be a bigger studio, you know, with more teams. I don't know. But... I feel like you never know, but exactly, I mean, knowing the anime just knowing the anime uh, like industry, you know, they're hella getting overworked, anyways. Exactly. Well, I guess with that, I mean, I can jump into, um, I guess my my director's Brian. You want to just jump right into this? Wait. Oh. I want you uh to have an opinion on something. Okay. Right. I'll try. So now that um the Return of the King or whatever the fuck that anime was called, Breaking of Kings, yeah. The what of the ranking of kings has happened. <laughs> um, everybody is looking for the new ranking of the kings, and then I've heard potentially the new ranking of kings for this season is called Subuki Bisco. Um, have you heard of it? Subuki Bisco, man. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Sono Biscuit doll, right? Is the studio Cloverworks? Um, studios, no, Studio OZ. What in the hell? Uh, wait, see that title again? Um, Sub, Sabik, oh, Ku, Bisco. I see it. Okay. Um, first of all, Brian, I want you to know that Ranking of Kings is not over yet. It's too core, so it's still going. So, okay. I mean, I'm gonna, that's gonna still be the best show of 2022, probably, but bruh yeah are you that hyped on it the best show of 2022 well yeah i mean it can't be the best of 2021 because it's not you know it's not over in a year so uh, 2022 yes i would say so i don't i think the writing is just so good how yeah it, it's just that good man seriously really if it, if, i watched like 10 minutes of it yesterday no on saturday and you didn't like it I liked it. It was just like it was like in a friend setting, and I put it like, "Guys, this is the best anime of all time." Because oh. we were just kind of waiting. God damn it! All right, Twid- twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> and so I was like, "Let me put on the ranking of thumbs." I mean, ranking of kings, real quick. <laughs> ranking of thumbs. Well, I mean, no, I never heard of this show though, Brian. I get back to your question. Rust Eater Bisco. I mean, no, I don't know anything about it. It seems to be a shonen. I don't know. I feel like it's not. I feel like people since like they just want to. I think they do the same thing. Um, after a taxi or what was that season? Was yeah. there another hidden anime? Uh, in where people, uh, what was that? Sorry. No, in which in in last year or last season? The season was uh was Nagatoro and a taxi and um, 
Oh yeah, to your eternity. Yeah. To your yeah yeah yeah. Whatever. And then people, that's why people said Sunny Boy was gonna be good. I feel like every time there's like a hidden gem anime, yeah. there has to be another hidden gem anime. They like people think there's gonna be another hidden gem anime the next season. Yeah, and I think for this season, the hidden gem will probably be Stone of Biscuit Doll, which from Cloverworks. I feel like there is gonna be, uh, no hidden gem because I feel like there has there doesn't have to be. But where's 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 the hidden biscuit doll? Or should we just save this for next episode? Yeah, it's number four, Brian. What... We'll save it for an episode, I guess. For yeah, it's, it's the fourth one. Oh, Sono biscuit doll wa mukoi wo suru. Yes, apparently I'm I'm watching it. We'll see how it turns out though. Breaking yes. the King's special 2022 though are already for me still. Nice. I like that hype. I like that hype. Mm-hmm. So you, honestly, I'm hyping. I'm probably overhyping it for you anyway. Well, anyway, let's get back to my first choice. I obviously I'm gonna start off with uh, Masaki Yuasa. I mean, good lord, we're gonna talk about him later on today. But he has done literally, I think my most ten out of ten shows of all time. Like he has done Kaiba. He's done Ping Pong the Animation, Tatami Galaxy. Uh, I have I haven't watched a Kimono. Isaacun. Oh, Isaacun, of course, yeah. And obviously he did um, the Tokyo, you know, the earthquake. Uh, Japan sinks. That was kind of his his blemish on his resume. Yeah, his, I, I would say that. But I'll blame the pandemic as we all do for every mistake. And Devilman Crybaby, of course. Like these are all just ten out of ten masterpieces. And people, you know, always um. You know, uh, hate on the art style as Brian would, is going to talk about later on. We talk about the review of Tatami Galaxy. It's a very unique art style. It's not a. Oh, does he? Go ahead. Does he have the same art style throughout um, all of them? Yeah, I think he has um, a certain character designer. That's why he always works with, and which is why he started his own just studio. kind of like Shaft. Yeah. And he just carries them around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he's is in. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but is a review of where he mentions that he already had his sight on a certain character designer for the adaptations of um Tommy Galaxy anyway. So you know he does that. Oh okay. He, he always yeah. has that like weird like kinda sketchy look and in ping pong as well. It's very it's very ugly in a way. You know, it's not a cutesy like oh attractive kind of look. You know, it's very it's very Masaki you very drawn. Oh yeah. Like like a manga look. Yes. And he also did this movie. I'm trying to find it. I watched it a while back. I remember. I think that's the first thing I watched of him. Randomly, it was on Ver- uh, called Mind Game, and it's rotoscoped mm-hmm. and it's very fucking weird, but it's amazing. Like even it's a good movie. It's a good movie because like the art style is weird, and then you know you have these like these guys are just they're like it's pretty much kind of like a Pinocchio. They're trapped inside a big whale. It's very unusual, but it's awesome. It's a, a good movie nonetheless as well. Okay, that's sexy. And I'm, that's sexy. I'm all for directors that do different things, and I'm glad that he's um he's up here, you know, in terms of because you know now with the he's doing a new project as well, right? That uh, Disney Plus wanted to pick up, and they already picked it up already. So I I guess that's was well, isn't that Tatami Galaxy sequel? Yeah. So that's a big deal, uh, I think. Like Masaki Yuasa went from like nobody giving a fuck about him with Kaiba and Tatami Galaxy. It wasn't until he made uh, Devilman Crybaby and Netflix picked it up that people were like, oh shit, wait a second, let's go back and see what he did. And then now we got um, you know, Eva Funimation picked up Tatami Galaxy, and it's just an amazing. St- I'm I'm happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah, he's finally flourishing into his own. Yes. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's that one. Okay. So. What do you, 
Um, so in Monogatari, who's like the real director? Is it Shinobu Akiyuki or is it Itamori Tomoyuki? It's Ikiyuki. Yeah, Ikiyuki. He's the one. Wait, Iki, Iki, Shinobu? Yeah. He's the guy. And uh, and what would you rate him? Ooh, did he also do Pretty Boys, Brian? But do you think that was the source material or was that him? I, I think shit source material could be turned into pretty good stuff, even with the bad with uh, a good director. Hmm. Hmm. So is that his only blemish for you, yeah, or what? That's by far as my only. I think he also did um, Arakawa Fate under the encore. bridge. <laughs> what? Fate less encore. That was good. I, I I like that a lot. People don't. I mean, wait, really? I mean, yeah, I did. People, it's it's part of the game, and it's Nero and. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't, it's not better than any other, like, uh, Euphoria stuff, but it's Shaft with Fate, and I, I thought that was pretty awesome. I'm just a big Fate fanboy, I guess. I don't know. Kimberly, it's hard to hate that, because I went in knowing that it was a game, and, you know, with, yeah. I don't know. It, it was fine. Okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, his only by much is definitely uh, Pretty Boys, because Arakawa Under the Bridge was also amazing. The art style and everything, it's fucking hilarious. It's it's dumb, but hilarious. And I like that, but yeah, he's like he's a good, obviously a very very good director for me too. He's amazing. He's he's good at uh, kind of drawing a bunch of shit in the background as uh, you know we get a bunch of info dumps. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. But does it in a good way? In a good way. Alright, so what do you think? What do you think about Astarote no Omacha EX? Astarote, I don't know what the hell that is, Brian. Look it up, look it up. Okay. Um, sir, what the hell is this? I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> I thought it's toy is with the okay. Whoa, it aired on my birthday. Oh. Did you find it? I, no, I guess not. If it aired on your birthday, then I didn't. I guess not. Okay, okay, well never mind. It doesn't matter. But okay, Arthur, who would you consider? <laughs> Alright, well here, let, let's start with this. What would you think your top five directors are? And let's kind of go over them a little bit. Give us some good director recommendations. Okay. So we talked about Masaki. Yes. We talked about um, if you're really into Monogatari and like Studio Shaft. Yeah. Does Studio Shaft do uh, March Comes In Like a Lion? Oh my God. Yes. Of course they do, man. Another one. I think he's the same director, actually. Yeah. No, he directed yeah, it. Yeah, of course. So he's out there as well. So he is the king of Shaft. He is the Miyazaki of Ghibli. He's the Miyazaki of Shaft. <laughs> Yeah, without him, Shaft is pretty much it, I guess, huh? Yeah, but um, okay. So, what are your top five um directors? Okay, should I start at number five? Yes, of course. Okay, well, I guess number five, I'll go with Kojima Masayuki, which he's done Made in Abyss. Kojima, uh, yeah, Kojima Miyazuki. Masayuki. Masayuki. Yuki. Yes. He has done, ah, fuck. of course, uh, Made in Abyss. I like that a lot. He's done the storyboard for it. It was amazing. He did the movie for it. He also did the Madhouse Monster, which was done by Amwanga, which is also amazing. I like that a whole lot. He's done some storyboarding and directing of Hajime no Ippo and, of course, Chobits. I mean, take that for what it is. You know, I know some people don't like mm-hmm. Chobits, but, you know, I, it's... It's fine. I understand the whole point of it was to not fuck robots. And at the end, they were like, okay, fuck robots. But Nice, nice. He did Robot Supremacy. Technolize. Robots was WAP. 
Oof. Yeah, I mean... Is that the is that the only stipulation? Which one? If you're going to fuck a robot, it has to have a whap. It, <laughs> you know, the, the power <laughs> button's actually in the in the vagina. But... Oh, whoa, Yeah, it's very weird. Whoa. And yeah, I mean, he did the movies. Like I said, made him a, he's going to probably do the next season of Made in the Base as well. I'm excited for it. He's great. I mean, good Lord. I'm not... Obviously, in this list, I'm not going to mention Takahara and Miyazaki. I'm not going to mention them because I don't think it's really fair. I think Takahara's in a league of its own. In my opinion, he did. Yeah. I think he's overall just one of my the best in you know in general in directing of movies. Uh, not Miyazaki, Takahata more than Miyazaki. Yeah, but yeah, there's that. And also for the noobs, he's like the he's like the second um, director of Ghibli. Well, he's actually the first, but yeah. But yeah, yeah but yeah, like it's it's him and um, Ghibli that kind of makes it famous. Right. Right okay 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 and i guess with that one i will uh, let me see number th- number four i'm trying to think without being a piece of shit but i'll go with the director in time i suppose then Fuji- uh his name is fujita yuichi he's done a bunch of gintama stuff and i think he's great i mean i don't know if you know i can't really say it's a source material because i think obviously the anime is better and that could be the voice acting, but who casted them, right? I think it was him. Maybe yeah. I hope, uh-huh. but or maybe the creator. Maybe the creator. Actually, no, I don't think so. But no, no, I know out of everybody that was casted, there's only one person they wanted, like specifically, to go after. Everybody else had a volunteer. The only person they had to try to guess Brian, who they had a who they chose, like you know, specifically for the role of a Gintama character. Who would you think is that person? That's- that's fucking easy. All everybody knows is that it's Elizabeth. <laughs> no, it's not. Or is it? Uh, I feel like it would be Hichikara, the mayonnaise boy. It is. It is a mayonnaise boy. You're right. It, it is, is actually it's Zoro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, is it just because of Zoro, or like, um, like just specifically because they thought Zoro was a good voice actor for it, or what? I think straight up they. Maya have thought, like, you know what? I can see him being Hijikata because of Zoro. Maybe they watch One Piece and they just, like, you know, this is it. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it's, it's, um, I saw an interview with him and he said, yeah, I'm the only one that was uh, chosen for the role, unlike you guys. So I thought that was pretty good. I feel, and I feel like that's beautiful because, like, I, I love that connection to One Piece. Like, I feel like it makes it all the better for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. And, uh, I guess for my next one, um, number three in the list is Yamada Naoko, which of course, Brian, you know from Heike Monogatari. Uh, she done K on literally all the good shit from Kiyomani. A lot of things. Like she ain't the only yes, one, but yes. she's a. I think she's amazing because I mean, first of all, a woman directing anything in Japan is just a rarity, and the fact that Kiyomani uh-huh. gives him a chance is awesome. I'm all for it. And, you know, it's not just because they gave her a chance. She's amazing at it, you know. She's done a lot of good shit for Clannad, Violet Evergarden. She did the last movie for it. Chunubio. You name it. Anything Kyoani, she's at least a little, you know, had a little bit of in it. Like, episode direction, animation. Yeah, she's she's great. Yes. Definitely goaded. I feel like this is so far. I feel like this might. I think she might be my number one. Oh, wow. But, um. Really? But yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I fuck up with all the shit that she does. All right, well, and I feel like she has a pretty big repertoire too, because I feel like yeah, it most of like 
most of like the other directors just stick to one series and just like you know go crazy which is not bad it definitely doesn't take anything away but i feel like working in different series and like different franchises and different like tones and shit like that it's a it's a very good thing yeah you know it's it's a it's great yes i agree and i guess for my number two brian should be no surprise it's um akiyuki shimbo it's not shinobu by the way you said shinobu and you confused me it's shinbo um oh shinbo yeah oh it did Shin, it is Shinbo. <laughs> my bad. Have some respect on his name, okay? As you guys know, he's done the directing for, first of all, the Monogatari. And, you know, one of my top tier animes. Another top tier anime I liked a lot is Mahoshu, uh, Madoka Magica. He did that. Yeah. Not only did he do that, he also did Sangatsu no Lion. And it's like, he's done these shows. And and obviously, it's another one people don't know too much about, but I like a lot because the comedy is pretty damn funny. It's Sayonara Setsubo Sensei, which is the suicidal sensei. Yeah. It's hilarious. I know it sounds like, how would that be hilarious? I understand, but it's funny. Just, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And this guy, has, for first of all, I think his best of all these is probably Sangatsu no Lion, by far. I think uh, something about that story, just when I watched it, just hits you emotionally. He knows how to express... It just resonates. Yeah, it resonates. He does... The mm-hmm. same thing he did with the Monogatari, but just more, I guess, you know, down to earth, you know, because with Monogatari, it kind of goes crazy because of all the aberrations and all that stuff. Right. But in this yeah. one, it's just a, a kid that, you know, is by himself dealing with depression, playing with Shogi. Uh, he expresses one of my favorite scenes in the show is one of the old men has been on there for a long time. He has the weight of everybody that he has defeated. You know, on his shoulders, and how they how they animate that is great. And another one they do is, um, you know, the main character. He says that his life is pretty much just an endless ocean, keeping him afloat by a shogi board. And how it was done, it was amazing. Like, I'm like, wow, just seeing those scenes, it's just good lord, man. Go watch this, Brian. Stop being a bitch. Oh yeah, no, I won't be a bitch. We're getting around to it eventually, as we always say we do. Huh? Hell yeah. Okay, actually, we can bump some things out instead of doing Fate Zero. <laughs> you motherfucker. After Suki Monogatari, we'll do fucking Three Gawa March of This. It's longer, though. It's uh, 24 episodes plus another 24 at the end. So maybe not just yet, Brian. We'll do one, se- we'll do one season at a time. Let's do oh, one season cop at a time. out. Because I feel like maybe this would deserve, you know, because we do Monogatari four episodes at a time. I mean, why not do 24? You That's know? fair. Wait, Arthur, so I, I think I completely brain farted and misunderstood you. Who was number five then? Um, The guy that made an abyss. Kojima. And then number four. Oh, my goodness. Who did I say for number four? Did, did I skip number four? I, I thought you said this this guy who said Shinobu. No, that's number two. He's Shinbo. So who's number four? I thought you said the guy who did Monogatari. No, I never did. You brought him up. And then I, I just went along with it oh i think i misheard you wait so who's number four i'm completely bizarrely confused i think i may have skipped number four then i'm trying to think no you because i think you i think i misheard you and you said the director of monogatari and so i brought up shinbo and then you kind of went along with it and so now i don't know i'm confused we can look back at the tape (laughs) maybe this is something for this is a viewers exclusive who did Arthur say? Please let us know. <laughs> For real, I, I might but, have um, totally just. Because <laughs> I swear you said I don't know. We're having a Mandela effect live going on here. Maybe. Um. All right, but fuck it. We'll just move on. We'll listen to that later. Okay. All right. So who's number one? I guess before I get to that, Brian, I had to quickly 
talk about some honor- two honorable mentions really quick. First of all, okay. it's going to be uh, Kinoshita Baku, which was the creator of Odd Taxi. That was his debut yes. work. He's done one thing, Boner. and that's that. And he's going to also direct the movie as well. So that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm excited to see. Obviously, this could be um, jinxing it. He may just have a one-hit wonder and be done. That's, that could be it. I hope not. But <laughs> You never know. You, you never, never know. know. His career is young. He's a young man. He seemed very young here. So... Hopefully we get more of him because uh, he did a great job with Odd Taxi. Didn't waste time, gave what I wanted, and he left. Called it good. Definitely, definitely. And of course, I am not a very big fan of this guy, really. But it must be said because he is an example of, I guess, how to pretty much do your own shit. And it's Makoto Shinkai, which he did Your Name, A Weathering with You, uh, you know, all those films, uh. Garden of Words. In. I feel like my friend is probably a big fan of his. And the thing about him, Brian, I think he does great work, especially with the earlier films when he and his wife pretty much voiced everything because he was by himself. And God you got to respect that because obviously he wanted to do his yeah. own shit. The thing about it, though, uh. now that he's gotten bigger and you know he got a whole studio for himself and he surpassed uh, Miyazaki's work with uh, Your Name, you know, he seems, I would think that with uh, Weathering With You, he'd be like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do my own thing now. But he didn't, though. So, he still does the same story Sell still. Out. He does the same stories. He's kind of scared to venture out. Um, people are like, if it's not broken, why fix it? I don't believe that for directing. I think you should always, you know, venture out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like Miyazaki yeah, did. Be the dead horse. Yeah, exactly. You know? Don't be a one-trick pony. You don't listen to the same album. You don't want to listen to the same music album by the same artist, you know, like over and over again. You exactly. Know? But, yeah. It's good to have a style, but differentiate. Exactly. There you go. Perfectly said. Obviously, my number one, Brian, is going to be uh, Masaki Yuasa. I I just don't think it's another director that I go out of my way and I watch. Because, I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy that I think almost all his 10 out of 10 I've seen so far. He's that guy? He's that guy, my dude. And it's too bad. It seems like he's kind of retired. It's, that's what I'm, I'm kind of seeing here. He made his own studio and he called it good. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, he's done... I said earlier, Devil May Cry Baby, Tommy Galaxy, Ping Pong, Aizo Ken. Uh, he did that movie, Kimi to Me, The Rider Wave in English. And he's done some Crayon Shinchan. Don't really care about that. He, he even did a little short for Adventure Time, Brian, as well. And Oh, for Adventure that's Time? That's right. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. You, that's you cool. should look it up if you ever want to, if you're interested in that. But he did that. He does great movies. But he's another example, kind of like. Um, uh, Makoto Shinkai, where he kind of goes outside of his little own thing, but except he actually does. He does whatever the fuck he feels like. He doesn't give a damn. As you can tell with Tommy Galaxy, like, you know, you can't really sell figures of those characters because people don't really want to buy them because they're not really, um, I guess, quote unquote, attractive, really. And I want to buy them. Yeah, of course, we, of course we do, but anybody else. Wait, would. what do you mean attractive, though? I mean, what is it like? Is that a yuck? Ayusuka doesn't have big old titties or what? Yeah, like, I would say that's pretty much it. Big old titties, she's not curvy. A- Akashi and whatever. That's so dumb. Hey, that's the way it is, man. Like, if you really think about it, like, no one cares about, like, ping pong animation. I think the people that know about it would agree that it's fucking top tier, but people don't want to give it a shot. I've heard some podcasts talk about, oh, I can't stand the art style. And I just think that's being closed-minded, you know? I don't know. I I yeah. think that's, I, I don't know. I, just, I think it's fine. It moves great, and the story's great. Like it's 
it's an amazing they're all amazing shows he has done and especially kaiba yeah. as well back in 2008 another one that was really good that's probably the most anime like kind of thing but still very unusual looking if you look at the art style and it's like a, like a 60s kind of show as well 70s looks very old but it's not it's awesome yeah well from kaiza uh seto the the billionaire child prodigy oh yeah Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh world <laughs> i mean yeah with that i mean that's okay. it okay that's sexy that's sexy well hopefully y'all have got like some good ass directors because i feel like honestly like i i hardly know anybody too like i'm barely starting to pick up shit you know like having my favorite directors yeah i mean of course and so and so thank you for sharing your fucking directors bro no fucking problem well um so should we talk about bleach (laughs) oh shit go ahead well we can also just talk about like off-topic anime that we've been watching okay so um i don't know i just feel like i've been on bleach tiktok for a while now <laughs> and so like all right i'm gonna watch some bleach and um i think i'm on episode five maybe six around there i'm still fairly You're new. almost done and bro. um <laughs> oh, fuck. honestly like bro i have no idea like i i feel like uh, it's so weird because i feel like bleach kind of came out well it didn't come out but i watched it when like i feel like not that i was like I had like an unhealthy like obsession where I was watching um I was watching anime a little too much. Okay. And so it kind of like sync the anime kind of gives me anxiety cuz like I kind of feel like I kind of like it takes me back to that like place that I was. Sure. When I was watching Bleach. And so I'm like, "Oh fuck, this kind of sucks." But um but it's I mean, I feel like it's been okay. I mean, it's been good so far. I mean, I've like it. I, I haven't hit any of the fillers yet and I plan to skip them. I'm, I'm glad um, i'm glad but it's weird i feel like i feel like ichigo is probably like the only male protagonist in like the really big animes that have been voiced by a male because you know we have goku yeah that no that's only been voiced oh, by I a gotcha, male gotcha. everybody else have been females because like luffy naruto uh fucking um goku uh just Shonen, like yeah, i don't know of course you're right yeah i think that's kind of weird but i don't mind it at all it's not um, that weird, man. Most but, of the characters are very young, Brian. Yeah, that's true. But um, I feel like it kind of pisses me off. Oh, shit. That, um, that freaking Ichigo. I, I feel like I'm not a big shipper. I'm not a big shipper, but I feel like... I don't know. I feel like I don't like Orihime at all. Because I feel like she's kind of like Hinata. Where like she's just kind of like super passive. like Kind of like simp and wifely and homely. <laughs> but I feel like him and freaking rukia are just like way better friends and i feel like i don't know i feel like that's the only thing that in the show that bugged me really oh my god but the thing doesn't matter bugged you no f- that's- i like uh bro like I, I literally don't care for ships but i feel like i, I don't like orihime at all like i don't know and i always shipped him and rukia it sounds so fucking dumb it sounds cringe i know i get it <laughs> but you know whatever and i I feel like I'm still surprised that there's fucking 300 episodes of this bitch. Like, how much is it at the very, until they get to the very end? Yeah, like 300. And then, wait, what do you mean? Like, how much of the manga? No, how much of, how much of, like, no, just how many episodes are there in total? Oh, man, like 350 or something, right? And how big was the original Naruto? Because I feel like, like, when did Bleach start? It was 300, I think. To be so long. The original Naruto was 200, 200, my bad. 
200 yeah i just feel like bleach is just so long and i have like fucking no idea how naruto's longer though i don't understand what do you mean well shippuden now well yeah come on dude the old naruto is only 200 because half of it's filler too though oh that's true yeah it's a problem yeah so this one had a it had a 366 episode run oh my god i'm like yeah that's what i'm saying i feel like like when did it have to start? Oh, from two thousand one to twenty sixteen. Did it was it really airing in twenty sixteen? No way. Same, uh, no way. Does that mean like an Adult Swim maybe? Oh, oh, original run from two thousand four to two thousand twelve. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more gotcha. sense. Like, but maybe I think the dub, perhaps. Yeah, I remember the dub was running on still. Oh no, it's the manga. Oh shit! Because I think they did. Yeah, sorry. So their manga started two two thousand one and from twenty sixteen. Okay, that makes sense. I do remember because they didn't they like like start it up again and it was just like complete trash. Uh, well, yeah, they did a Dragon Ball Z thing. I think to be honest with you, they should have ended it. Dragon Ball Z Super. Yeah, no, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, oh, Dragon Ball Z should not have been a thing. Yeah, because like one thing that I do remember is that Jose would talk about like like the new Bleach that was coming out. Spoilers. Um, but like in 2015. Yeah, and all the spoilers mm-hmm. of it. And I'm like, wow, it seems like like it kind of took a turn for the worst. He never really hated it, it seemed like. Though. He used to be a big fan. No, he he liked it. He, he liked, liked it, it a lot. Even I, the ending, I, I think feel... he didn't really hate, which everybody else yeah. did. Well, the ending was Eisen? No, no. Everybody liked that. It was um, before oh, that yeah, yeah, and yeah. afterwards. Well, we're going to get the new season now of, of that. So Yeah, the, the unreleased is finally being completed. Which is crazy, crazy. Who would have thought that, man? We need to we need to continue Hitman Reborn. Fuck Bleach. What's Hitman Reborn? Shout out to Hitman Reborn. I'll just say that, Brian. All right, all right. It's a shonen. It's amazing. So, have you been watching anything? Yeah, I mean, the I watched a few shows here recently, which are weird. I don't really watch anything outside of my comfort zone, really. But I have finished a show called C. The it's just called mm-hmm. C. It's pretty much a show about money and how much money can control the world. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So, a Le- Leorio? Leorio, dude. Now. Anime? Well, like, the thing about it, it's pretty cool how money controls the world. They go into, like, these deals, and then if you kill somebody that has a lot of influence in the real world, then that company disappears and everybody forgets about them, and you invest your future. So, if you have kids... And you lose a deal sometimes, your kids can just be gone forever. It's fucking pretty mess, pretty messed up. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And then I watch. W- Wait, so what? what yeah. What's the title of that anime? See, something. Oh man, I gotta find it real quick, Brian. I got you. I got you with that. Fine. Okay. But I also found I watched another one called uh, Gargantuous on this virtuous planet, which was well, it was something. It was pretty. And what brought you that anime? Um. I don't know. I think a long time ago I added it to my to my plan to watch, and I just been going through my plan to watch. Has been going to the shows like C as well. It's called C: The Money, Soul, or Possibility Control. That's what it's called. Okay. And then the other th- that was pretty good, honestly. It was pretty good. It had a good ending. It's an original, so I fucked with it. And then same with the uh, the Gargantuas on this wonderful pl- on this virtuous planet. I watched that one as well, which was kind of whatever. And. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it with that, but with the newest season, I have watched, like I said, Attack on Titan. Oh wait, wait, no, 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 save Ooh. that for next episode. That's right. Save that's that for right. next. That's right. I'd say for the 
anything that's non-seasonal yeah. though i feel like it's so weird because i feel like even though like no matter how you're into anime like how no matter how into anime you are you've probably never seen everything you know like i feel like i've never heard gargantuan on the virtuous planet <laughs> yeah or fucking see the money of like possibility of control that's right um i mean if you mention one right now probably you go randomly i'll probably be like, yeah, i never heard of that like earlier i think you mentioned that weird shit you talked about I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the rust eater. Yeah, some people are like a watching anime that we probably will never see in our lives, and like, yeah, there's like being animes like, like I don't know, like I feel like it's just such a vast ocean. Yes, you know, and it's getting worse because obviously we're getting more and more anime as we speak. I guess we're slowly colonizing Asia. <laughs> you know, we're taking, we're taking the shows from Japan. We're taking the music from Korea. <laughs> um, I guess that's about it. But yes. Yes. That's the way it goes. Cool. So are you ready to start the uh, the review of Tatanami Galaxy? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Nope. Let's fucking get into this bad boy. Well, this show is called Yojuhan Shinwa Taike, which translated as the Tatami Galaxy, which was... Well, I feel like, do you think that that, like, that uh, fucking name's appropriate? Probably not. Like, do you think the English, the English, like, version of it is, like fair probably not because i i think the um the, the like the translation is like the i think it's like the four and a half mat um it's like called like four and a half mat uh chronicles or some shit like that oh wow okay yeah like it talks it talks about the tatami map more than like tatami galaxy wow because i feel like if it's not a galaxy i feel like i'd call it tatami universe that'd probably be better the ta- tatami time I machine digress. i like that one better the time of time i feel like that's like i think that's the, that's what the the sequel is called no it's like time seems like blue machine or something like that something like oh that. yeah the time machine blues yeah you're right yeah 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 exactly oh well i guess that works either way well yeah i mean it's a it's weird how sometimes they decide these fucking names for the translation i don't understand but yes sometimes like freaking translation seems dumb as shit it does that one's pretty dumb i guess the time of season's kind of a cop out to make it easier for people to get into maybe well but it does sound cool it does, though. Sound, it cool. does sound cool i'm not gonna lie i mean yeah so i'm galaxy the badass current name i have no idea what it you, means, you fucking so chose it randomly i feel like it, i guess it worked right yeah it, well i think i think what um what hooked me more was like the, the thumbnail of okay because i feel like you know even though people are haters and could, i guess they don't like the style i think it's like a really beautiful well composed i like the I don't know. It's different, and I like it. Yes, I agree. And with that, Brian, it's done by Studio Madhouse. His novel is a source, is the source, and its uh, genres are comedy, mystery, romance, psychological, and it got licensed by Funimation. Obviously, back then, no one cared about it. No one picked it up, but Funimation did, so good for them. There's still mm-hmm. no physical release of it, though. It's unfortunate. And, of course, it's done Bullshit. by the director, Masaki Yuasa, as we just mentioned earlier. And yeah, I guess with that, Brian, what were your impressions going into this? Like, you know, episode one, what were you thinking right off the bat before we get into the synopsis and whatnot? All right. First, I got really big Monogatari fans. I feel like um, me kind of like watching this, like uh, this anime kind of took me on a really big roller coaster because it's so hard to figure out. Okay. But I feel like um, also like that's kind of part of this beauty i feel like there's never been like like this is probably one of like the top like best payoffs of watching an anime right like just sticking with it <laughs> yeah, and like getting to the exactly. end 
the end is so fucking satisfying and is able to tie everything up nicely because like in the first couple of episodes you have like a lot of like questions i did you know oh, yeah, absolutely um at first i thought i had the freaking player at 1.5 speed <laughs> just because of how fast this dude was fucking talking holy shit yeah and and so, like, he talks ridiculously fast, and, like, they kind of, like, jump you into this thing with, like, no pretext. I don't think he ever, like, I still don't know, like, the main character's name. I don't think they ever, like, call him or, like, refer to, well, they, they probably do refer to him, but they never say his name. Or at least maybe I missed it. Um, I but, think the um, whole point is that, because it's, uh, it's, it says right here Watashi, which just means me, right? Watashi? Yeah, that just means me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it just me? Yeah, I don't think they, yeah. Yeah, so, the nameless person, maybe... It's supposed to like fill yourself in here, blank person, but um, yep. but uh, I mean, I thought it was really good. I thought it was like um, I like the storytelling, I like the dialogue, I like the art, and so right off the bat, I really liked it. Good man. Um, but just like getting into like the different episodes, that's when I got hella like, I really didn't understand um, uh, the whole. Like the whole concept the whole of it point until like halfway right. through the series, yeah, because like it really doesn't explain anything. Because like you know, you have the same similar same structure where like he meets Ozu, he joins some kind of club so he can get some bitches. <laughs> um, he fails at it miserably. Ozu's like kind of helps him out with his misery by doing some hood rat shit <laughs> with his friends. Then he makes a promise with um a- Akashi, and yeah. um and then it just varies little by little by different um the different time. And then he like you hear the bell. And it just starts right o- right over, which I feel like is kind of ballsy to do. Cause they, oh, yeah. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. a lot of people would draw a fucking anime without getting any exposition. Because you had to wait for, like, like at least six episodes. And, like, even, like, when you reach episode six, when they kind of do, like, a three-episode, um, like, yes. arc or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They don't even explain that well either. And then after that, you kind of go back to the same thing. It's not until, like, the very last two episodes, 10 and 11... Is when you start to like uh, <laughs> yep. understand it a little bit more, you know. Exactly. That's why it's gonna be very hard to talk about this show, you know, because like a lot of things that like Brian said is right. It's very fast. Brian, did you watch this show in sub or dub? I don't think I actually gets a dub for this. I don't know if there is a dub. I watched it. Um, I watched it in the seven seas, and so I just I didn't really check. But I watched this sub, so yeah. I mean, it was a fucking lot of fast reading. A lot of fast reading, but I think maybe watching the Monogatari helped you a lot. Maybe I think if you're just a casual like shonen guy, just watches um yeah you know the shonens here and there, it'll probably be very. T- I know I've heard some podcasts like with the Anime Summit. The the girl in it had a very hard time with this show. She didn't like it just because of that, and I understand. You know, yeah. like it's I know that the, the whole point of like the whole point of this is actually to essentially you know try to portray a person's mind how you talk in your own head and it's probably faster than this now as as what he was saying so like why were you doing it at that speed he said the whole point of it was to portray how a person thinks in their head thinking about one thing another thing really fast instantaneously so it does make sense yeah. and i like that a lot yeah well especially somebody who is like who like has anxiety most of the time where his mind is racing yes like 24 7 so I do kind of feel like if like if you're dubbed only, I hate people who are like I can't, <laughs> where like I can only read like the the subtitles and I kind of like really focus on what's going on in the, like Edgar, you know, on Shout the show. <laughs> Shout out to Edgar. Not not necessarily directed towards him, but that's a complaint that I hear a lot of times. Like if I'm reading the subtitles, how am I supposed to watch the show? And I'm like, 
You can't do both. I know. I, I always I think that know. too. It's so strange. <laughs> Maybe it's just a skill that we have picked up on. Could be during the during the years. But Arthur, I had a I have a question. Yeah. Um, so there's like kind of like a um, it's like the whole sorry okay, <laughs> it's a whole thing where like um um where it's in Japanese is it's kind of like I, I don't know if you hear it like sometimes in videos on like your memes or whatever. Yeah. But is it from Monogatari where it's like, like, where like they just say like, yeah, a lot? No, is that from like, um, no, that's not from Monogatari. Is that not, where's that from? It's just how, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. And it's just how cat people talk. No, but that, but that scene is from Monogatari when like Hanakawa was saying all her nyas, right? Or no? Uh, 2010. When did uh, Black come out? I think I'll send you the audio and you tell me if it's Monogatari, but I feel like it's Monogatari. Probably, probably but, not. I mean, I can't really see them doing that. Maybe it, it's not the same voice actress either. Obviously, it's a Shinobu's voice actress is um, Akashi, but no, what you're talking about, Brian, is just how people in Japan make cat girls talk. So it's a very common thing to make them do tongue twisters as well. Yeah, like the time. To, yes, I I swear this is I swear this is seen Mandela effect. Good lord, you need to but, Mandela. Um, you learned you learned a new word yesterday, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. No, it's all coincidences. They're all <laughs> they're all coming together. Um. Okay, but all right, that's a, that, that that's a side thing. We can talk about yeah. that later. Well, so Brian, so as you can tell, every character here is very unique, right? You got Ozu. He's like a fucking demon. It's like a demon-esque monster. Yes. And then you have Higuchi Saitoro, which has like that big-ass chin. Chin? It kind of looks like a like a cartoon from like the 40s. Yeah, and I'm all for it. And of course, there's a movie called The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, which was done by Science Saru, which was Masaki Yuasa's studio, which of course is the sequel, perhaps the prequel of this. But it's about, um, you know, it seems to have the same people, but... It's it's so weird how they do this. I think it, unrelated. it's unrelated, but it has the same cast. It's kind of like how Tezuka does his work. He does, you know, stars, and he, you know, you know what I mean by stars, right? Like it has like a, a cast of people, but instead anime form, because it's same people again in this movie, but it's all the same people. Yeah, it's so weird how they do an anime, but it works. Wait, they are the same characters. They're the same characters. Or are they yeah. different characters? They're the same characters, but different voice actors and different. It's weird, but they are the same, like all the same. Even uh, Higuchi is here with mm-hmm. the big chin, and then I um, Akashi is here as well. It's very strange, but the movie's good too, though. Obviously, okay. uh, Masaki Yuasa directed it, so another masterpiece, of course. Yes, yes. But that came out in twenty seventeen. <laughs> it did after uh, seven years later. As a matter of fact, pretty that's a long time, dude. Well, so yes, this yes. this just show is pretty much just, you know, like you said, Brian. It. He tries to do a certain test. I think episode one tries to confess to the girl, fails, goes back in time, tries again, you know, for that little arc. And it seems, and of course, he made, and every time is a, you know, there's like, there's little things that happen over and over again, like the little fortune teller, right? How every time he meets her, it's a little more every time. It's a little more every time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he, he kind of breaks like the fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. It. Stuff like that, you know, it's great. And, it just seems like the whole point is to try, try to get with her before because it's either he's going to end up with her or Ozu will, right? And Well, that's weird, yeah. 
So it's and then there's some certain scenes as well where you know he kind of forgets about her and then he tries to get with the other girls. That three episode arc was, which was fucking hilarious. I don't know, I don't know if you like that, Brian, but that shit was fucking funny with the whole Johnny. I, yes, <laughs> yes, I thought it was totally hilarious. But the thing is, um, um, it's so weird because did you think it was gonna be a romance anime? Because I feel like this is not a romance anime. Oh, here we go again. Well, it kind of is, but it kind. But it, it I know, I know. We always differentiate <laughs> yeah. because it does, because they do like paint it where like, um, I think in the first episode it's like if you don't make a move on Akashi, Ozu yeah. will, or whatever. Right. But a lot of the episodes kind of like, um, like no romance happens, you know? Yeah. And so, what do you think about? Um, sorry to like kind of like move away from what you're talking about with like the three episode thing. Yeah. But, um. I kind of wanted to ask you, what was your first, I mean, what was your favorite episode uh, before, like, the, the one through five? Out of out of those fights, which one was your favorite? Out of one through five, huh? Okay. Well, let's see. Um, Maybe when he tries to save the money to buy a road bike. I, I like that one. Uh, But. So, episode was, three. I guess three, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I mean, I four was good. To, and it's tough, man. I it's hard to decide. Like, oh, out of these three, I can probably do an overall one. But mm, what about you then? How about you? It's one you like, obviously, right? So, so I agree with you. Um, I think I well, well, kind kind of agree with you. Was number three. Okay. Um, I thought that one was really cool because it does actually seem like he was just trying to change things for the better. Yeah. You know, he's getting athletic. He has a road bike. Um, I thought it was funny. We're like, like we were just counting on you to being like, we can fall in like doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and it also seemed like it was gonna have like a romantic ending. But this one like pissed me off. Oh, okay, three because okay, yeah. like it has this fucking ending, and then it fucking restarts. And I'm like, is this a romance anime or what? Because I feel like it, sometimes it doesn't have anything. Film Circle is pretty funny because the dude is like, you meet that uh, you meet that weird dude that's obsessed with boobs and has his fucking love dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> his Dutch wife, as they call it. Um, I think for me, I let me hear, let me hear your thoughts about it. But, uh, I feel like number five was like the worst one. Cause I feel like, um, I don't know. It just wasn't like, it wasn't like, not that it wasn't, wasn't good, but it wasn't like, I feel like not much happened. Well, I don't know. I didn't like number five and I feel like number four confused the fuck out of me. Yeah. Number four really confused me. The, the whole double agent. Right. And like that yeah. shit was confusing as hell, but I still liked it, and then number five. I mean, which one, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh yeah, the it was the the cult, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he starts to join the cult <laughs> and like a multi level marketing, which I thought was super. Oh, funny. the whole 2012. Okay, and they build a Noah's art. Yeah, okay, I remember this now. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I just don't think uh, there was a bad episode. To be honest with you, I just don't. It, maybe you didn't like it, but I don't think it was bad per se for me. Well, not that I didn't like it, but I thought it was like really like like. This one is like, oh, like that was just it. Like, I feel like this one didn't have like a climatic feel to it or like it didn't feel like, I don't know. Like okay. it kind of felt like I get you. Um, it just didn't go somewhere. That's what well, I mean. Do anything go somewhere? Really? I mean, I don't know. They kind of just restart, right? Uh, that's a good point, but I don't know. I guess I didn't like number five wasn't that my favorite. That's fair. That's fair. But, but yeah, I, no, I, I was going to get back to my three, three thing arc, but you continue. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. We should know. I was about to say. Let's get back to the three-episode arc. All right, so the three-episode arc when uh, the three girls. The the first one is uh, Ryoko or Coyote, and then, of course, uh, the love doll. <laughs> so 
He has a chick who's going to go out with. And then he goes out with, I think the first one is uh, Ryoko. No, it's a coyote, right? Drinking with her. Hanuki. Okay, yeah, Hanuki. He goes drinking with her and, you know, they hang out and then he goes to his house. But then he tries, and then his uh, his Johnny is like trying to come out. You know, you see his inner. <laughs> Dude, this is the kind of shit that Masaki Yuasa does. I don't know if the book did it like that or not. But even if they did, I can see uh-huh. a lot of directors just not even, you know, putting a lot of attention to it in general. I feel like, I don't know. That's how I see it. Cause I feel like Masaki Yuasa always uh, goes outside the box anyway. But this was Johnny just trying to escape, you know, with the horrors. It was it was so good, man. God damn it. He was just trying to buzz. <laughs> yeah, he tried. And then, of course, he does nothing um, at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And then it, it goes back in time again. And it, it's a different girl this time. And every time it's a different girl. And then the last one is uh, the, the fuck doll. <laughs> and, oh, my. Just like. Well, no, the second one was the oh, fuck was it? doll. And, like, kind of, okay. like. Yeah, it it was the second one, and how kind of like he was like starting to like fall for it, even though he thought it was dumb at oh, first. Oh yeah, it's right. And and just kind of being like, I don't know. I thought it was really funny where like Ozu was like, like you know, your mind is so perverted that you're not able to like have like love for it, like this kind of thing without having like, <laughs> like wanted to fuck it. Oh my yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then at the very end, he's fucking like he's like Johnny's gonna have to do it by himself. <laughs> and then when the fucking boob guy comes in, it's just him, just him like creepily going heading towards the Delta you know um to fondle her to let johnny have yeah to, to let johnny have a good oh, time man, good old johnny yep and um and then number eight i feel like number eight kind of ends like oh fuck i feel like it ends kind of sweet but then like it just kind of like like you know he doesn't do anything he's like little he never takes like the opportunity or yeah, whatever it was yep and then just it just ends the most anticlimactic it ends with uh johnny lecturing my boy right yeah because like <laughs> You know, Akash, Akashi just kind of confessed to him that she kept writing for him for two years and the, and that he didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, he was just like, oh, he's like, oh, okay, hello. Well, this <laughs> yeah, is great. Right, yep. Fuck. But, uh, but yeah, so, okay, out of those three, which one was your favorite? Mm, definitely the fuck doll. I thought that was just the funniest. So I, I enjoyed yeah, that I one think the most. Yeah, I think the... I think the fuck doll is the funniest, but I think number... Well, what I like about number seven, the fuck doll... Is that like you gotta see that they're actually gonna be like an actual like I mean you see that there's a there's a real like continuation between the three episodes yeah. which we've never had before. Yeah. You know, like we're actually gonna see all three of them play out and like you're like, Are we really gonna go through this? <laughs> yeah. And um just slowly revealing it. Episode seven was definitely a god tier one. Yes. But you're right, eight had probably the most like heartfelt and it was good because of that as well. Yeah. And then uh episode nine happened, Brian, where uh Shit starts to go. Where we finally get some shit happening, you know. Yeah, where we kind of learn about like the secret society of like the fucking butt bus. I mean, not the bus, the bikes <laughs> yep, or whatever. Yep. What I I feel like at the I feel like number nine it was kind of like a weird, it was a weird one because like honestly I didn't I feel like I didn't want it to go back to like the same like kind of like episode one through five. But yeah. um, what I really liked about episode nine is that the freaking the the sensei or whatever, yeah. he was throwing out some like really like really big like knowledge bombs and like wisdom yeah. to uh to Watashi at the very end, and so I took some screenshots. Oh shit! Let's go. And uh, let me read it to Let's y'all. Do it. What the fuck was he saying? Because I don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it was just kind of like um. I think it was just kind of more like a failure. I feel like it was like Ferris Bueller-esque in a way. Oh, yeah. 
where you're saying like we're like no matter what you're doing you just gotta accept it you know if if like two years passed or whatever um then just accept it and just grow and just like appreciate everything that you got going on like the people and shit um yeah which brings me to my next thing arthur is like how like how personal do you think this is to like the author you know because i feel like the author is like i feel like a lot of this um, I think yeah. It it kind of reads like it's like it's something that happened in real oh, life, man. and it's something that that he that the author used this to kind of process like um some shit that he had on. I feel like it's oh, I feel like it's pro- it could be a biography, man. I feel like it's so close to what could have happened since you know he joined the the secret society, right? And then he's done mission and he fails at him, but all is very good at them, and he actually becomes a leader, and then. When mm-hmm. that happens, you know, he's just kind of depressed. And, and then he realized that always has a girlfriend. And it turns out that at the end of the day, he's actually enjoying his college life the whole time. You know, Ozu is. And he's not. Yeah. So he just kind of decides to stay in his little room. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe that could be him realizing it. Like, you know, hindsight. Maybe that could have been it. Like, damn, bro. He's having a good time. And I'll just being a depressing bitch, maybe. I don't know. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, good Lord, man. It could be. I think it has to be actually. So do you think number 10 is like the real ending where like, um, I don't know. Cause like, I feel like kind of my take from this is that, um, I think number 10 is like the real route that he chose for himself. And like the other, like nine, nine, one through five or whatever, the other yeah. ones were just kind of like, um, uh, like kind of alternate universes that like, you know, that he kind of like sought out for himself like you know what if he joined this what if he joined that whatever but number 10 is that he spent those two years actually like in a like in his yeah. room just kind of being like i don't want to say hikokomori but like um him just kind of like spending that time in his room not really going out and, and like not focusing just like um like kind of not jo- enjoying his like college life and i feel like the other episodes were kind of like the regrets of like the shit that he's had because like even though they were bad um he still had a good time you know like just by going out and just like living life yes i think absolutely because i think the whole point of that one is you're right he doesn't join any clubs in this one as in everything else he had joined a certain club but i think this is the reality of his life was that he did join no clubs mm-hmm. and yeah he spent his whole time just here and man you know it's pretty sad and i think it was um it was done good how he w- that, that morning he wakes up he's kind of an infinite number of the same room over and over and over again you know yeah, hella trippy. Yeah, which, you know, it just kind of was a slight variations, but it could just be, um, you know, maybe a thing for, like, the parallel universes that he's that he could have done. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. Like, obviously, in episode nine, at the end of it, time does not rewind. And then in this one as well, when after he collapses once again, it does not rewind. So I think this is uh, the reality of uh, this day he's in. Oh, wait, so number nine... Like, really did happen where he joined the secret society? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Wait, yes no, or no? It, I guess it. I guess not, because I remember it does not rewind. Does it rewind? I don't remember it did. Um, It, it says here in the wiki that the, pro- the protagonist declares that he should simply just stay in his four and a half room. Unlike in every episode prior, and time does not rewind. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So it's like number nine through 11, like the true ending? Probably is, yeah. Think? There it is. Damn, so did he really fucking take his girl's fucking shit and like burn it to the ground or whatever? Did he Damn, steal it? Damn, dude. This man plays no games. Back. Well, I feel like I feel like that makes me feel weird because like in 11, she's like completely over it. <laughs> but I guess it, m- it might have not been a big deal like, maybe anyways. 
or maybe that could have been in his mind. Who knows? But, but what do you what do you think about the thing where like in number ten, like where like he's interacting like um, uh, with his past self? Like you know how like, uh, in episode five we see like a random old man, yeah. just kind of come through his room and he like shuts it down, and like it it doesn't like really explain it at all, and like you just kind of have to like accept it and just kind of get over it in the next episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like it's it's kind of genius. But what do you think? Um, what do you think? Do you think there's any like meaning behind that, or what do you think about that? Uh, well, you see, in episode ten, right when he sees himself, is that what you mean? Yeah, and which he sees himself in episode five, where like he kind of jumps out, but episode five is where he kind of like closes it, closes it off. I mean, yeah, possibly. I don't, I don't know exactly what it can mean, but I don't know. What do you think of it, Brian? Shit, I don't know. Like honestly, oh, okay. like, yeah, that's how I was kind of wondering because I, because I, I kind of don't put it together because like, it just kind of happened, exactly. but like there wasn't really any real point to it. Maybe like it makes some more meaning in episode five, but I kind of forgotten at this point. Yeah, I don't know, but like this whole episode at the end, it seemed like it was all like very unusual colors already too. I mean, this whole show is very already unusual, but a lot of it seems to be kind of like live actiony, huh? Like in this. Oh yes, so that's what I was like. Um, that's what I was thinking about too. Where like, that's what like he actually brought in his real four and a half to Tommy Matt plays. Yeah, I he, think so. Where he stayed. Yeah, I think you're because it's kind of like Life of Gumball, where he superimposes the drawing into like real videos. But you know, this was obviously a book before, so I wonder if it's just Masaki Yuasa doing it himself. I don't know, because you know, I... yeah, for sure. So I mean. He... Well, I mean, maybe it's just something what makes that like the anime more stronger, you know. I like, think I think it definitely worked because yeah, it's it like it gives off um, I don't know what maybe uh, um, a feeling of unease maybe because like it's it's real. I don't know. Yeah. You feel more depressed. Like how yeah, exactly. It is. Something about it, right? Because like if it was all drawn, well, I just uh-huh. it'd just be kind of whatever. I just feel like I like it because it makes it feel like a real space. Ah, you there know? you go. Like it might have yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, it brings it like into reality, which is kind of sad. You yeah, know? it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, geez, this, then, this whole thing is just an oddball of a show. But I mean, I, again, I can understand, especially if people. It's very wordy, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's a definition of a wordy show. It really is. Because yes. obviously, I think it's just um, a person's mind over and over. And obviously, not real. I don't know if how the book is done. I haven't read this and i haven't read it at all but i yeah. wonder if it's a little bit because obviously you can't really you can't essentially i don't know you really can you know if it's a person's mind doing it anyway either way you're reading it so you kind of you might be going slow anyway but and then yeah so i wonder how that would work in general i'm interested well i'm pretty sure there's some strings that the book would have over the anime and then anime has like some strings that over the oh, book yeah. can have yeah you know because like you know there's definitely like different tools and different like uh like uh medias yeah it's true yeah because i feel like um i think overall like i think episode 10 is what kind of made me think that this wasn't a romance <laughs> at all yeah which it kind of like leads you at one to five i think it's just like him trying to grieve with like maybe time that like he lost or like kind of like accepting his life or just kind of like appreciating it in general because like, yeah um in episode 11 you know he finally breaks out and then he's like the first thing he does is think about is ozu yeah his friend and um and then he just starts to accept this role and just kind of like you know 
he does like all the dumb shit with like the fucking sensei <laughs> yep um and he just kind of like lives his life and um i think at the end of it i, I think that's what he kind of wanted us to get out of it that's um, true just live your life and appreciate the people that you have and the time that you're living in because you know like past present future doesn't matter because i mean the only thing you have is now just you know? just yeah just go with the flow do what you want to do and do it now and yeah, like I think what you said in the yeah. beginning of the of the review was like it was a good payoff because it it really is like he goes um he, he finally asks her out, dude, and he yes. finally asks her out and he starts to date Akashi and now it's great. So it is one of those things, man. I don't know. It it seems to be a a good message, really, as well. It's sad, but a good yeah. message. And so why why doesn't Ozu look the same? As in, like, every other episode. In this one, he, he looks a little bit more, like, normal. He doesn't have this, like, devilish face going on. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way he perceives him. When he's doing better than him, he sees him as, like, as a demon or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I can I can see that since, you know, someone if someone is successful or doing having fun or and you're not, maybe you see them as, like, an evil person, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe it's the way he perceives him. Did you have... Did you have any theories of, like, Ozu, like, while you're watching the series? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was just the straight-up, like, bad guy that was making him go back in time the whole time. I thought that was him. I oh, thought really? he was, like, the curse for a while, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I kind of took Ozu as, like, kind of, like, um... Have you seen, like, Fight Club or whatever? The movie? Yeah. No, I have not. Oh, well, shit, maybe I just spoiled it fuck okay well i guess i'm gonna spoil it sorry right. but but in fight club um he kind of makes like this alter ego to, to do the things that he like he'd be too scared and timid to oh, do okay and so i feel like oh, i thought ozu was himself no. at first like like um like he was doing all this shit by himself and then he was using ozu as ex- as an excuse but ozu is actually him yeah you know? but then i kind of like lost that because people actually do talk about ozu yeah. and um and you know whatever whatever yep you're right but yeah because at first i feel like ozu did it wasn't weird because he was like that weird character that had like all the cool lines he did the coolest <laughs> shit right, yeah and like you know, whatever it is i like you know like yeah i like the best life so i thought he was kind of fake at first but um but yeah i mean yeah i mean obviously i thought he was fake too it seemed like he was like just an evil but you know the whole evil character thing kind of seemed too obvious too so i was I was he like, hmm, maybe he's not that evil, but you know. And then he, it seems sometimes he was trying to help him, but it, it was just so odd. I don't know. It was, I mean, I think your theory of him of it being himself actually works for a while until what you said, yeah. Until you know, people they mention him, yeah. But yeah, I mean, good lord, yeah. man, that was pretty much the show. I mean, just go out and watch it. We skipped a lot of stuff, obviously, just a lot of a lot of dialogue and a lot of things that are just you have to just watch anyway. If you want the in-depth episode Ugh. review, watch our new uh, series called um, Tatami Galaxy Fridge, <laughs> where we deep dive into every episode in excruciating detail. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, I guess with that, Brian, you want to give it a rating? Sure. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So overall, the story, the um, the art, I enjoy the art. I mean, it's obviously art is subjective. I like this art a lot. I like the animation, the way it moves, like characters, the writing. Uh, just like, you know, obviously you have the time rewind thing. People are going to hate that. Like you said, Brian, it is ballsy to do that, which is probably why no one gave a shit about this show for the longest time. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Until he made other shows and people went back and gave it a shot. I can see that happening. But I mean, anything about it, 
was phenomenal. Like the payoff was strong. The, the building up of every episode was honestly just damn good. There wasn't one episode I'm like, okay, this is dumb. Maybe episode five for Brian, but for me, I didn't really have that kind of issue. Every episode was good, and it it really said something about whether it be the author's life yeah. or a lesson for a viewer. But I mean, it should be no surprise. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Beautiful, beautiful. What? Okay, so what do you think about like the theme song that happened only on episode eleven? Oh shit. I- um, I was gonna mention the theme song in general. Yeah, first of all, the ED is great for every episode. It goes in with the rewind sound, right? It's awesome. Yeah. But I don't know, Brian. I don't, I gotta say, I forgot what that. What are you talking about? I gotta look it up. Well, you know what's weird for me? What's weird? Is that I have no idea what the ED sounds like, or maybe did it have an opening? No, theme? no opening theme. Okay, so yeah, I didn't hear the ED because as soon as like it rewinded to the clock tower, it cut. On the on the website that really? I was watching it, so I had no idea that I had a DD. What? Oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah, but on episode eleven, when it played like the OP in the very beginning, that shit slapped, bro. That shit was so good. I loved it. I think the visuals kind of overwhelmed me because it was just like the tummy, like man's like kind of unfolding all over. Oh man! But that song was bonkers. I loved it. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like what I loved about this anime is that, like, I could never hate an anime that's, like, well-planned or, like, um, that isn't too obvious. And that, like, it does have, like, I think it does it, like, really good at keeping the mystery. And I love the way that, like, it just doesn't give a shit about the audience. Like, I yeah. feel like, like, not having answers for the first five or, like, the entire series until, like, the very end was so rewarding. I feel like that made, like, that like the ending. Because I feel like I was ready to give this, like, um show like a seven out of ten that was was like like, it was really good like each individual episode was good six through nine i mean six through eight were i feel like they were such a like a good comedic i feel like i haven't laughed at uh i haven't laughed that that good in uh anime since like gintama or whatever yeah dude and um yeah i just really love the way that it's like um I like how it didn't go like necessarily into a romance anime. Like it did have romance like aspects right. of it, but I, I love the way that uh, we got we got a view into like kind of like the author's life or like the shit that he was going through, and because um, I feel like there is definitely a lot of like applicable applicable things to yes um to apply to your own life or like you know maybe we all need that reminder. You know, I'm I'm going to start college. I'm going to fucking school tomorrow. Yes, and so like maybe I should be enjoying my shit. You yeah, know? absolutely. And so, and so definitely, I think it's great. I have to give it a nine out of ten. It was just, it was mwah. chef's kiss. Like you can, you can hate it. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, but yeah. All right. I mean, with that, Brian, I hope. Uh, I mean, if you ever have time, you should watch a night is short, walk on girl, and then uh, we'll get into the sequel when it comes out. Bro, we should do that. Uh, we should do that closer when it comes out in Disney Plus. Okay. That sounds good to me. But yes, yes, that was a beautiful episode of the Anime Fridge. Um, make sure to check out our um, other episodes. I feel like, oh, sorry. I've been really burpy and hiccupy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for the viewers. I think you might have heard like sporadically through the podcast. I apologize. I apologize in advance. In advance at the but end of know. the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I know what the fuck when they, when they go through it at all. Maybe because I'm thinking like I went... Maybe I'm apologizing to you specifically because you're going to listen through it when you edit it. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, 
But uh, anyways, anyways, I feel like I feel like this is very Monogatari esque because I feel like um, it has multiple series. It's kind of long, really great. They're both beautiful. They're both great. So check out our Monogatari reviews. We have like I don't know, like eleven of them, twelve <laughs> a bunch, of them, dude. A lot of them. We have a bunch of them because that shit's good as fuck, and that's what we're gonna be reviewing in the next podcast. So be looking out for that. Um, I'm Brian, and he's my senpai Arturo Chan. And uh, oh shit, how could <laughs> I forget? How could I forget? I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes. Follow us at Instagram and Facebook, Anime Fridge. Email us at animefridge at gmail And if you have any insights at Tama Galaxy, because I feel like we miss, you know, like it's impossible to get everything. Yeah. Especially on one viewing, you know. And so if you have any fun trivia, let us know. But yes, I am Brian and he is my senpai, Aturo-chan. Bye-bye. Oh shit, I forgot the Jenna. My bad, Jenna.